All right, everybody. Today, I'm going to do something completely different. I'm going to bring on an expert in this field of helping you commercialize your inventions. See, usually you hear it from me, or maybe I'll, I'll bring on a company that's looking for ideas, or maybe even an inventor. But today, I'm going to bring on a mentor, a coach, someone that knows what they're doing, that's coaching others like I do and Andrew does and everyone else. So, Don, thank you very much for coming on. Well, thank you, Stephen. I really do appreciate the opportunity to be on here with you. Well, we've known each other for quite a few years. Um, yeah. Probably over a decade. And mm -hmm. I know that you've been helping inventors. Um, Andrew's been helping inventors with his in the past, working with clubs. Um, but you do a couple different things. And I want to talk about the two things first. Sure. Um, you have a YouTube channel, which people can right. subscribe to and get good information. And, Absolutely. And, and empowered Inventing. Okay. And we'll have a link down below. And mm -hmm. so they can go there and they can get great tips from you there. But also, what's really unique is that you, where do you live? I am in Lexington, Kentucky. Okay. And you have a group, um, an inventors group, correct? That yes. you have meetings? How often? Exactly. Uh, we, uh, it's the Inventors Network Kentucky. We actually do three meetings every month. We have a, what we call our open meeting, and that's where people can come in. They, uh, we have different featured speakers. They learn a lot. We have some educational stuff. We have some fun. It's a good way to just kind of come to kind of find out what okay. we're all about and kind of get to know us. Okay. On the second week of the month, we have what's called the Inventor Entrepreneur Workshop. And that's a completely different animal. Uh, that's where we come in. It's members only. Membership is a nominal fee for the year. They can come in. But it gets us all under this non-disclosure agreement, a joint non-disclosure agreement. So um, unlike Vegas, whatever happens in the inventor's uh, workshop stays in the inventor's workshop. And uh, we basically go in, we go around the room, everybody gets a chance to introduce themselves. And then we go around the room again, and everybody gets a chance to talk about this is what I have, this is where I'm at, this is where I'm stuck. Right. And instead of getting one person's opinion or idea or guidance, they get an entire room full of people. It turns into a brainstorming session on steroids. The, uh, just the, uh, the, the excitement in the room is almost palpable. Okay. You know what I like about this? We have this YouTube channel and we have a lot of videos, but at the end of the day, finding your inventors group is really important. Yes. And, I, and I, yeah. I'm a big believer that you cannot learn everything by watching these videos. Okay. <laughs> right. um, because sometimes you need to get with other like-minded inventors, learn a lot from experts that are there, and you can build your network, right? Mm -hmm. Because you have people that some people that specialize in and prototyping, some people specialize in intellectual property. It's kind exactly. of like your your group of, uh, kind of like your extended team, isn't it, to have all those people? It really, it really is, it really is. And you know, you, you, you put three things into an idea, we always say over here, you know, you, know, you put time, you put money, but you put this third element, this this uh, non-tangible element called wisdom. Right. And I've always found it doesn't matter if you're a $9 billion uh, multinational corporation or you're a one-person micro-business working out of your garage. If you don't have the wisdom first, you won't know where to spend the time and the money. All right. Okay. All right. But, okay, so today, everybody, if you're in the area, stop on by, join, be part of the group. You're going you're gonna to learn more, save yourself more time, energy, and money because you're going to learn how to do this faster. 
But if you're not in the area, you can go to your YouTube channel. We also have online meetings now. Uh, on the second uh, Thursday of the month, usually, you can go to kyinventors.org, and, and you know we've got all of our meeting listings there. But you can actually go online and join us for, from anywhere now. All right, great. So you got it covered. So today, um, we're going to talk about some of the pro let's talk about some of the problems inventors have, or maybe in their minds a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. um, most inventors are pretty nervous that their ideas are going to be stolen. How, yes. how real is that? And, and how do you overcome that? Well, and we, you know, it's, and that's one of the reasons we have the non-disclosure agreement, you know, it's, it's so everyone can feel comfortable that they're not going to get their ideas stolen. But to be honest, in my background and my, my backstory is I'm serial inventor, serial entrepreneur, bootstrapped a company out of a farmhouse 23 years ago, uh, grew it into a business, actually ended up selling that. But in all the products that I came out with and all the ideas that became products that were successful, I really never personally never had an idea stolen unless it was already out on the shelf and making a lot of money first. That's when everybody wanted to copy me. Right. When it was just an idea, nobody cared. Okay. So how important is it to have a patent? I mean, should I have a patent at the very beginning? Should I run out and spend X amount of money on a patent on an idea I don't even know has legs? Well, you see, you know, that's just the thing. I'll, I'll see a lot of inventors. The first thing they want to do is rush out and and just see that big, uh, that, that high-powered lawyer and pay him a lot of money for a big patent. And that's really not step one. Uh, you know, you, you, you can, and you know, there's good, there's good attorneys and bad attorneys out there, but you know, I always use the grocery store mentality. If you go to the grocery store, they will give you a shopping cart and you can fill that thing all the way to the top. And guess what? When you get to the, uh, checkout counter, they will sell you every item you've put in that cart. It's not any different with attorneys, good attorneys, bad attorneys, doesn't matter. It, they will sell you that that thing. Now, maybe you don't need a shopping cart full of bananas. Maybe they'll all uh, be rotten before you can get to them. Right. So, you, you've, same way with, the, with uh, intellectual property. There are really, really smart strategies, and I know, I know uh, we're really on the same page with a lot of this, uh, about how, how you go about doing this, where you can, you can start with uh, not a lot of money and, and and actually protect yourself in a in a smart way. Okay, yeah, we like to talk about a provisional uh, patent yes. application. It's a very affordable. In most situations, yep. you can do it yourself. Uh, it gives you that uh, really stake in the ground because it is first inventor to file, so you can yep. file it. But it doesn't have to have all the legal legalese in it, right? Right, right, exactly. And I we've got a lot of inventors, especially our serial inventors, where they'll they'll even, you know, they'll 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 learn first and they'll, you know, there, there's some really good books out there and you've certainly got a lot of good books out there that um where they can learn and you know, a lot of people can file their own provisional patent themselves. I've seen some people do it. Or you can take the, some strategies that I've done where um you can actually let's say you're a little too timid to uh file that provisional patent yourself. Well, first off, pretend that there are no lawyers and that you have to write it yourself. And you write it yourself, you get through that process, and that does two things. And if you do go to an attorney, number one, uh, if you go to a decent attorney, you, your costs should go down because you've done a lot of the work. 
Number two, you're going to communicate with that attorney so much better because you've written it out, you've thought it through, and you're able to communicate with them exactly. You're not just throwing a napkin sketch at them and saying, here, make me a patent. All right, good, good advice. Don, tell me this. So I've got this idea. I'm asking my friends. They think it's a great idea. Everybody's telling me it's a great idea. Is there any way I can test it or how do I go about it to figure out if, if I really have a marketable idea? Well, I always say that people that you are in a relationship with are the worst people to ask whether you have a good idea or not. And when I say relationship, I, I, it could be your spouse or it could be the person that you're buying coffee from at the local coffee shop. Those are all relationships. And those people aren't going to, aren't going to want to hurt your feelings, right. you know, all the way down to the guy selling you coffee. So you're going to get tainted results. You go around and say, everybody thinks this is great. But really where they tell the truth is with dollar bills. So that's where I like from my bootstrapping uh, background in history, I like uh, making a small lot and, uh, you know, having the right protection strategies in place and taking it to a small uh, a venue where you can actually get good feedback. And if you can get good feedback from a small number of people, uh, that is very, very telling. Yeah, if well, you don't we, have bad feedback, same thing. It's very, very telling. <laughs> well, either way, it's good. You need that information. We yeah. always tell everybody, if you're going to license an idea, and I know that you deal with people that want to license, they want to venture, they want to commercialize it, they I, don't care which way. But through absolutely. licensing, uh, a one-page advertisement we call it a sell sheet showing mm -hmm. it to a company you might get a pretty good read um, right. there's interest or not interest and that's pretty affordable too but, but yeah one last question prototypes now yes i love them i love building them i love to get my hands in there. i'm going to learn so much about a prototype do yes. i need to spend tens of thousands of dollars on a prototype well, I got a great story for that. I had a guy come into one of our workshops one time, and he said, Don, I've got this great idea for a product, and I've got some guys that are going to build me my very first prototype, and they're only going to charge me $5,000. And I looked at him, and I said, I am begging you, do not spend $5,000 on your first prototype. First thing it's going to do is break. You're going to look at it, and you're going to say, huh, I didn't realize it was going to do that, or huh, I didn't realize it wasn't going to do that. And you're going to have to throw that one away and build another one. And but it will teach you. So that's why when we when I say prototypes, I always move them into two different categories of uh, what I call a Franken type and a demo type. Uh, the Franken type is where you've snug out of the graveyard of broken products and spare parts. You've used glue sticks and duct tape. The result is a prototype that only an inventor could love. But you've taken that first important step in prototyping the right way. You've built it. You've proven that it works. And you haven't spent a lot of money. That's when you want to move to what I call the demo type. And that's where you're putting it up. You've already tested the function. And you've done it cheap. You know it works. It's humming. Now you're going to make a pretty one. And you're going to take that to try to, to sell or license. Got it. Well, that's good advice because I tell you those prototypes do break and if you send it to anybody it's going to break when they use it too um i also tell everybody if you do have that nice prototype make sure you take some really good videos of it and and yes. don't send the prototype but use the videos as a selling tool but but i do like the frankenstein the first one. Yeah, yeah you have to uh 
And that's just to prove that your concept works. Yes, absolutely. All right. And, uh, I mean, you can do this on the cheap so easy, and I've seen it done. And I've seen where our inventors have done it, and it has literally saved them thousands of dollars. All right. So, everybody, um, Don's got his own YouTube channel. Please check it out. What's it called again? Empowered Inventing uh, is the YouTube channel. Okay. And if you're close close by within 50 miles, 75 miles, you should come visit you? We've had people drive 200 miles to see us before. I don't know why. I wouldn't drive 200 miles to see me, but hey. <laughs> hey, if I've got a burning idea, that could be a, that could be a the smart drive to make. So, yeah, well. <laughs> all right, Don, thank you for coming on. Thank you, and, Stephen. Yeah, and thank you for helping all the inventors in your neck of the woods. Um, I'm well, thank you for, for your work and what you do as well. I really appreciate it. No, thank you very much, and we'll have you back on. Everybody, Don, check them out. If you're in the area... He's the guy to go to. This is Stephen Key. Subscribe down below. Thank you very much.